You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast with your girl Des. How are y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Talk to me. I am excited to talk about this topic because it rocked me this week. Um, so just sharing with y'all as always, y'all. And recently I downloaded the Nike Runners Club app on my phone. I was like, you know what? We I need to get active. So downloaded the app, completed my first run with audio through like the app's virtual trainer. And y'all, the trainer man was talking to me better than I was talking to myself. He was like, okay, we got eight minutes left. Keep it up. You're doing great. If you're feeling tired, let's slow down. Give yourself some grace to find your pace. Like, you know, he's just saying all of these things. Meanwhile, I'm like, wow, you're tired already, girl. It's a minute two. Like, you know, I'm saying all of these things. And I used to run track back in the day where all my distance runners at, okay? Cross-country girls, where y'all at? And so I didn't want to start running that day, honestly, because I knew that I was going to be starting at a lower level. I was discounting where I was because of where I was hoping to go or where I used to be even. And I'm sure a lot of us do that. And it's, it's just a negative space to be in. So I want to talk about the power in humble beginnings. There is indeed power in humble beginnings. But when we discount where we are and we talk to ourselves the way that we talk to ourselves sometimes, even unknowingly, that is what's going to not empower you to go down the journey you're supposed to go down to get to the promised land that you want to get to. So I want to talk about the power and humble beginnings with y'all today. So as always, we're going to get into the power punch of the week and then we'll get into the episode. I felt small so many times it's made a big difference in who I am. Who am I? I've asked myself so many times in the mirror. I can see the lines that show when you smile for others and not yourself. When is the last time you showed up for yourself? No expectations, no haterations, just genuinely showed up. Mm. It's been a while, ain't it? Kind of strange, ain't it? How we depend on everyone but ourselves. All right. So this piece i had a certain a certain line actually the first line so with this piece the beginning i had it at the end but it actually serves a better place at the tippy top i say i felt small so many times it's made a big difference in who i am how we feel about ourselves has a lasting impact on how we interact with the world i felt small so many times it's made a big impact a big difference in who I am. So feeling small and allowing yourself to feel that and then feeling it again and feeling it again and never picking up any empowerment, never picking up any joy, never picking up any grace for yourself just allows that heaviness of inadequacies to just sit on you. 
They just sit on you in any power that you do have, it erodes over time. And so that's kind of what I'm feeling and talking about at the top of this piece. Right after that, I say, who am I? And so you start to feel lost after you do that. You start to feel like I lost a piece of me. Like this isn't even who I am, but I guess it is. And that's because you've been operating in that way for a while. So I said that I've asked myself that so many times in the mirror and just even using the mirror is interesting because when you're in the mirror, that's when you are examining things. That's when you notice if you have a pimple, that's when you notice, oh, my face is so clear from my new face wash. Like you start to take things in. And so I thought that was powerful to ask, who am I when staring in the mirror? Because that's the exact place when it should be revealed to me who I am, but I was unsure. Going down to, I can see the lines that show when you smile for others and not yourself. Ooh, let me tell you, when you smile for other people and not you, when you can clap for other people and not you, when you can recognize and cheer and push other people to go after their goals, their dreams and all of that stuff and not do it for yourself, it will have an effect, points blank and period. And it won't be good. So it's like, when is the last time you showed up for yourself? Is the immediate next line. Because that's the cure to it. It's great to smile for other people. It's great to show up for other people. And I pride myself on being able to do that. But if I can't pride myself on being there for death, it won't amount to much. You know what I mean? You'll be giving from an empty cup, as people say. And you don't want that. Um... I say no expectations or haterations. I think a lot of times we do show up for ourselves, but we have such a high expectation that when we don't meet it, that's when we go back to the very beginning of feeling small again, that it makes a big difference on who you are. And so you want to be able to show up at least in some arena, in some arena, not having any expectations, no haterations. Don't be hating on yourself and where you're at or where you're starting from. You have to embrace that piece to get to the next piece um then the last line i mentioned it's kind of strange ain't it how we can depend on everyone but ourselves that is such a dangerous place to be and the line actually makes me sad because of how true it is we depend on other people to tell us our worth to validate if we're cute enough smart enough if our idea is good if we should do x thing if we should go x place we depend on so many other people to tell us things that we start to not trust our own voices. That's a dangerous place to be. And we've all been there, but you don't want to stay there. You recognize it and then you create some strategies and you put things in place to kind of get you out of that place. How can you trust your voice again? How can you value your opinion and still want to get a second opinion from other people? It takes practice and you just have to break out of it um and get over that small feeling don't let it make a big difference you feel it and you move forward so we're going to get more into that in the episode there are so many times when i feel like my voice isn't heard or it's not valued or people aren't speaking to me the way i want them to speak to me but i have to ask myself how do I speak to me? What's the voice that I hear when it's just death and death is starts alone? And I ask the same for you. Like, how do you speak to yourself? Especially when you're starting out a new venture, a new project, talking to a new friend. Is it a voice that is caring? 
that's attentive, that's patient, or is it a voice that's demeaning and uninterested? Lately, when it comes to projects I work on, I say I'm just a beginner or girl, I mean, I'm just trying something. We'll see. Like, you know, it just has an underlying tone as though it's a negative thing that I'm doing or I haven't arrived yet, so it don't mean as much or whatever. And that starts to take a toll on you, you know? And again, it's not even something that's coming externally. It's coming from within. It's coming from me. And when I realized that, I was even sadder. I'm like, dang, I be going in on myself. And so I had to go personally to the Bible for comfort. It was like, I can't go to nobody. I'm exhausted. YouTube videos, talking to people, calling friends, FaceTime calls. It was like, okay, we need to go to the book to get the root of what's happening. And so where I found comfort for this was in Zechariah 4, 9, and 10. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Version, and then I'll kind of break down some pieces that really were meaningful for me. So it reads, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of this house, and his hands will finish it. Then you will know, recognize, and understand fully that the Lord of hosts has sent me as his messenger to you, who, with reason, despises the day of small things or beginnings. These seven eyes shall rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel, They are the eyes of the Lord which roam throughout the earth. So in reading that, there were a couple of things that stuck out to me and I highlighted them and I kind of want to go through them with y'all because it really helped me to get myself out of the slump I was in and really understand what stage I'm in right now and the significance that it has. So this verse in the Amplified Version, um, verse 9, kicks off with, the hands of Zerubbabel. This is the anointing. Off bat, his hands were chosen. It could have been anybody else. He was building a temple to praise God in. And anybody else could have built it or been in one. But it was like the hands of Zerubbabel. It's like this is the person who is going to build this place. He was chosen. If we walk around like we don't have anointing, like we're not chosen, it's like yeah, anybody could start a podcast, but you are starting Power and Pros. Like, Power and Pros didn't exist before I did it, you know? And so, if you discount that, and I'm talking with one listener, if you discount it, then how how can you be the chosen one? How can you go to when you have more listeners? How can you go to when you're having live shows, when you're having tours? Like, it'll be that much harder to get there because you aren't recognizing the hands that are even chosen to do the work. Next, have laid the foundations. Have laid the foundations. Most of the time, we are discrediting something after we've already done the work. Look at the pieces that you've already put together. Look at the research you've already done about what you're trying to do. Look at the amount of time you already spent with that friend and you're like oh this is just the beginning we only went out to brunch one time blah blah it's like look at that though that's a foundation being laid and for a structure to have some sound 
foundation, you have to lay that thing over and over and credit it. You have to actually beam with pride at the foundation for any of the stalks of something to build upward. The foundation has to be laid. And most of the times we discredit something after we've already laid the foundation for it. It's like, well, why? Because you're at the start. It's like you need the foundation to build anything. So that is super, super important. I think that it's something that I had to kind of tap into more is that the foundation is key for anything that you do. I want to cook some new recipes and I have to go to Pinterest. It's like I do not be chefing it up like that. But for me to get to where I want to be and to be cooking for people and like da 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 I'm going to have to lay this foundation, girl. And if that foundation is me going to Pinterest and looking up some stuff, then that's where I'm at. And I just have to do it. But if I've already done the work and looked up the recipe, now I can't be like, you know what? I shouldn't have to be looking at this. Other people know how to cook. Like, you know, it's like, what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. So don't discount foundation that you've already laid, work that you've already done. The next piece of verse 9 reads, his hands will finish it. Well, it's not the next exact piece, but a piece that stuck out to me is his hands will finish it. This is a promise. All you have to do is believe it. His hands will finish it. Most of the times we are concerned about our humble beginning because we're wondering if we're going to get to the end. There's promise that your hands that start the work, that laid the foundation will finish it. If you believe it, if you don't believe it, nah, you ain't going to get there and I can promise you that. But that's a promise. That is literally something that you can hold on to that your hands will finish the work if you start it. Um, the second to last piece of verse nine that I want to pull out is recognize and understand fully. This is a physical confirmation for something that your heart should already know. You have to have the faith before the result. So if you can recognize and understand fully where you're at, recognize and understand fully that your hands are chosen, recognize and understand fully the foundation that you laid and how important that is, recognize and understand fully that your hands will finish the work, that if you just see the foundation right now, that's cool because you already have the promise that you're going to finish the work, that's confirmation for you. And it's something that you should already know. And knowing is simply faith. It's just having the faith, the hope that you're going to get the result that you want. The last piece out of that was the Lord sent me to you. There are so many confirmations that we have all around us sent from our Father. So many confirmations that we have every in each and every day, in each and every moment. And if you despise the humble beginnings, you won't see the confirmations of the moment. And that's simply because you're looking for the confirmation that you'll have for a different season that you're not in. So you're looking for confirmation that you're going to be a star when it's like, well, girl, you haven't even started the training to do the thing that you want to be a star in. I can't confirm that fully, but you do have confirmation that it's cool to start. You do have confirmation that you're in the right place. You do have confirmation of books you can read, for research that you could do, for certain people that you can trust to be a focus group for you. Like You have confirmation for those things. And as you continue to build those things, to massage them, 
that will give you the confirmation in the next season. But when we look for confirmation for a season that we're not in, we don't get it. Then that's when we go to like when I was talking about the power punch of feeling small so many times that it begins to have a big difference on who you are. But you were chosen. If we go back to the top of verse 9, the hands of Zerubbabel, the hands of destiny, the hands of you. That's the anointing. Your hands are already chosen for the work. And confirmations are sent to you to let you know that. But you have to hold on to it and believe it. When I went on my run, I was looking for confirmation that I was going to be a track star. Okay? And I wasn't going to get that. (laughs) I wasn't going to get it. I was breathing hard. Breathing was not controlled. My form was off. I didn't watch my pace. I was burnt out super early. And... Going back to the previous point, if I understood fully where I was, then it would make it easier to gain confirmation through the strength I did display during my run. My first one was 20 minutes. I ran 1.6 miles. I ran on concrete, though I usually run on tracks or treadmills or whatever. Like, I usually, I think it's the first time, I mean, since cross country in high school, it's the first time I ran outside in years. I haven't ran at all on a treadmill, in a gym, or otherwise, in at least a year. So for me to run for 20 minutes, do 1.6 miles, it was like, you know what? You know what I mean? That's confirmation that I can do it again. Then maybe my next 20 minutes, I'll run two miles instead of 1.6. Like, you know, if I hold on to that. But if I just go into the fact that I didn't get confirmation that I'm a track star, I'll never run again. So you have to understand the messengers that have been sent to you, the messages that have been sent to you, and listen to them. Pay attention to them. Have your eyes open, your heart ready to receive what that looks like. So going to Zechariah 4 verse 10 now, um, it begins with, who with reason despises the day? Who with reason despises the day? Examine where you are, what you're thinking about, and do you have plausible cause or reason to despise where you are? You likely don't. That's the thing. Who despises with reason? If we think about the reasons that we discount things, they're built in fluff. They're nothing. You can knock them over with a puff of your breath and they'll fall because it's it's not a sound Judgment. It's not a sound thing that you can measure things against. And because of that, it's no reason to despise it. It's no reason to discount the starting line that you're at. It's a great thing that you're starting. If I haven't ran in a year, I have no reason to despise my run. It's a humble beginning, but I began. I did it. So now I'm looking forward to the next morning. I might run after this. Like, you know what I mean? But when we measure ourselves against time, which we don't own, or what worldly success looks like, that leads us to discredit where we are because it's not enough. We'll always want to do things quicker at a younger age for a longer amount of time. It's better than somebody else. And those things just don't always align for us. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do anything. The next piece I want to pull out from verse 10 is a couple words over is to rejoice. 
when we just start, there is a rejoicing that can begin. When we don't, it's a solemn feeling. It's it's a smallness and you just kind of wallow in that space. But when you can rejoice, which you should do, that's when you build up that piece of your voice that's going to talk to you when things are harder. That piece of your voice that can speak to other people when they're just beginning because you've been there. You've been in the grunt of it. You know how it is. And that's the piece that can actually rejoice because that's when you get the confirmation of where you are. You can recognize and understand that fully, but also remember that your hands were chosen to finish the work. So rejoicing in general can just be a thing that you just sit in and that's what's going to carry you from one season to the next. That's what's going to carry you when things are hard because that voice has been built up to tell you those things. That voice has been built up to pay attention to the confirmations you already had. That voice has been built up to recognize and understand fully where you are, but also remember where you're going. And that is a promise that you're going to get there. If I want the destiny that's like, wow, girl, you did it. You set a goal and you went for it. I have to rejoice in where I'm at. If I don't, I'm going to get the desk that's like, wow, that's it. 1.6 miles, you have 20 minutes. That's what you did. You know what I mean? And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that when other people talk to them. So I definitely don't want that when I'm talking to myself. But the rejoicing piece, rejoicing in all things, remember that all things work for your good. That's how you're going to get to that space. Um, also in verse 10, it says, they see hand of Zerubbabel. So again, he was trying to build a temple for the people and the plumb line is what they would see and they rejoice, but it would be in Zerubbabel's hand. That's a reminder in verse 10 about what was said in verse 9. That is his hands that were chosen, his hands that were anointed. And that knowing that is what allows you to exit the beginner level. Now we're talking about other people seeing, but first he had to see, he has to recognize and understand fully the task at hand that the Lord of hosts has sent a messenger to him to confirm the foundation that he laid to be like, Hey, you let this foundation and your hands are going to see this thing through. It's not a small thing. This is something big that you're building. This is something that's going to be monumental that you're doing. Don't discredit where you're at right now. We are going somewhere. And when they see it, they going to know it's going to be you. It's going to be in your hand that this thing is going to come to work. And from that, that's how you exit the beginner level, both in your own confidence you're actually continuing to do the work. You're building up tenacity for the tasks that you have, for exercising your voice, for building up some confidence. So that way, as you continue to move beyond the foundation, now you're putting the stalks in the ground. Now you're building brick by brick. You can stand back and be like, okay, we 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 passed the foundation now. Like, you know what I mean? And it's your hands. That's where you can, again, have some rejoicing because it's like, wow, I was here last week and now I'm here. I was here yesterday and now I'm here. I was here five minutes ago and now I'm here. I was here 20 minutes ago, but now I'm here. You know what I mean? And so that's when you begin to shift from one thing to the next. For example, my favorite pastor, Pastor Michael Todd of Transformation Church, y'all already know that's my boy. He had this relationship series and 
That one set of sermons is what made him blow up. He went viral because people saw the plumb line or the sermons in his hand, but he had to understand the anointing he had over himself to lay the foundation, to understand fully that he was sent, to know that the anointing was over his hand, and to understand that the foundation he laid wasn't going to be in vain. He had to remember the promise that he was going to finish the work. And from there, when others, and then rejoice in it, to not discount it, to not be like, this is such a small thing, X, Y, Z. It's like, no, we're going somewhere. Stick with it. Start and stick with it. That's the biggest game changer. And then from there, when people were able to see what was going on, then it's a takeoff. You know what I mean? But if you can't understand where you're at, find the joy in it and continue to lay that foundation, then people, how can people see the work being done by your hand if no work was done? You have to believe in the anointing that you have. When outside circumstances begin to make you forget, steals your attention, shifts your focus, makes you speak to yourself like you ain't anointed, you have to ask yourself who with reason despises the day of small beginnings. That's it. Who with reason? I have that in brackets in the Amplified version. It's in brackets because that's the piece that is extra emphasis. Who with reason? People can despise the day. People People can despise the day. People despise small beginnings, but who with reason does it? And again, most of the time we are discrediting the foundation we've already laid because of time, which again, we don't own, or by worldly success, which is not the correct barometer to measure what you're doing. I also think about celeb stories that we hear about. Issa Rae, she did not begin on HBO. She began on YouTube, you know? So she despised that small beginning, whatever her views were like at that time, and all of that. We would not be begging her for the next season of Insecure right now, you know? Same thing with Beyonce. She did not start on Coachella. She started on Star Search. If you're not willing to go up in there and hold up your little number four and be like, all right, contestant number four, come to the stage. Like, you know what I mean? If you can't have that moment, like she, somebody called Beyonce contestant number four before. And now she's Beyonce. Like, you know, you can't discredit that small beginning. It's like you wear that contestant number four with all the pride that you can muster and you kill it. Small beginnings produce big outcomes. Small beginnings produce big outcomes. This is a call. This is a challenge. This is a reminder. This is an awakening Zechariah 4, 9 and 10 got me together and take some time, sit with it, think about it. Who with reason despises small beginnings? Ask yourself, what's my reasoning? Who does that? The day of small beginnings is going to produce something big for me. And when people see the work that I did with my hands, they're not going to have no choice but to be like, wow, that's dope. So the power tool for this week is to use your hands. Use them. Start. Don't hold back. Just do it. You are anointed. You have purpose. You have a calling. 
you're not an expert, that's okay. Do it anyway. Build anyway. Be your authentic self anyway. Use your hands, get to work, and rejoice for what's to come. Your foundation is not in vain. Your hands were chosen. You got this. Use your hands. I love y'all. I hope that you got something from this. If you did, let your girl know. You can hit me on the show's Instagram at Power and Pros Podcast. You can also hit me on my personal social handles, Instagram and Twitter at Zest of Desk. Or you can shoot me an email at powerandpros at gmail.com. If you're feeling really generous and want to throw in a little razzle-dazzle, then you can leave me a review. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, give your girl a five-star rating, leave a review, and it'll just really help me to spread the word about Power and Pros and what I'm trying to build in my foundation here, okay? I love y'all. Remember, there is power in pros and to profess your power.